Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here once again virtually with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? I'm having lots of feelings. How about you? I'm I'm having that new car feeling because I just bought a Prius, a sport Prius today. So vroom, vroom, watch out, mean streets of Virginia. Congratulations, Matthew. Thank you, Frey. Now, let's meet this week's contestants. Thank you, Jasper. I appreciate that. Uh, Well, you've already met him, sort of, uh, but we'll meet him again. First, we have Frey. Hello, my name's Frey. Um, I I finished my uh, English degree at Pomona College yesterday, uh, so feeling pretty good about that. Um, Other interesting things about myself, I'm from the Midwest, and there's no better fact than that. All right, I'll hand it off. Well, thank you for being here, Frey, and congratulations on graduating. And we also have Jasper. Hello, I'm Jasper. Unlike Frey, I have yet to finish my degree at Pomona College. Um, however, I am also from the Midwest. Um, I, in fact, have an overabundance of Midwestern stickers that I've been trying to figure out what to do with. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> we have very heavy Midwestern representation in the Trivia Over Tea Tournament of Champions, despite the fact that Carter and I do not hail from the Midwest. Distinctly, we take we take our trivia very seriously in the Midwest. Yeah. You should know, Matthew. There's uh, nothing. Well, Im- there's now. nothing important to know about the Midwest, so we spend all our time learning everything else. Oh, it's a good point. It's a good point. Actually, well, I'd like to. I'd like to temper that statement. The Midwest is just too enigmatic to be known. <laughs> yeah, that's that's better. Really, there's actually so much to know that we end up just opening the floodgates and. You know, all of all of the coastal folks are too busy, you know, navigating the broken public transit systems and, you know, being culturally relevant. Right. We hide our cultural knowledge under an impenetrable layer of politeness and uh, (laughs) fake smiles. I listen to all this trash talk so early in the game. Well, thank you both for joining us today. We'll have four rounds of questions, just like our regular shows each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Round one is our multiple choice section. So each of you will get five questions that are multiple choice in fact, and they will be worth 10 points each. Frey, you are up first. Are you ready? I am so ready. Bring it on. Question one. Which of the following states does not border Lake Michigan? A, Illinois, B, Indiana, or C, Minnesota? Minnesota. That's correct. It borders Lake Superior. Question two. The contra and sousaphone are marching versions of what brass instrument? A, the trombone, B, the tuba, or C, the French horn? I feel like I don't know. I, this, I feel like this should be an easy answer, and my gut is telling me B, tuba, but I feel like the French horn is just going to get me. But I'm going to go with B, tuba, because that's my gut. Well, your gut is correct. It is B, tuba. Thank God. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if I said French horn? That would have been really sad. I would have been very upset with you. But the sousaphone is named for John Philip Sousa, who commissioned its construction due to the unwieldy nature of the concert tuba when marching. And the contra was created in the 1960s by Whaley Royce. The French horn often and the trombone occasionally are replaced by the mellophone and flugelbone, respectively when marching. Question three, which of the following sports franchises did not originate in Boston? A, the Atlanta Braves, 
B, the Pittsburgh Penguins, or C, the Washington football team? So we got the Braves, the Washington football team, and what was the other one? The Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Mm, and so which one did not originate in Boston? Correct. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Washington football team. No, they were actually originally called the Boston Braves before they changed their name to the racist nickname and then moved to D.C. Um, the Atlanta Braves were also originally the Boston Braves before they moved to Milwaukee and then to Atlanta. The Pittsburgh Penguins originated in Pittsburgh. They were a, an expansion mm. franchise founded in 1967. So there right. were two separate Boston Braves? Yes. Though I'm not sure that they were called the Braves at the same time in Boston. Yeah, because the, the, the baseball team had multiple names that it went like back and forth on. When you, when you see like the history of the Atlanta Braves name, there's like 10 different names for its time in Boston. And then, and then it settled on the Braves before it moved to Milwaukee. And then Can you just imagine just like the Boston sports bar scene? Where like people are are like competing for like which Braves are like the right <laughs> Braves, and they're like being all Boston and like punching each other. Boston, I could definitely see that happening, especially in the nineteen thirties. Those 1930s. not the right Braves. <laughs> That's my Boston. <laughs> Question four: The Turkish city of Bursa is commonly thought to be the city of origin for what household staple? A. The towel. B, the placemat, or C, dusters? Come on, man. What the heck? I'm going to go with towels because they're an absolute classic. That's correct. Hell and yeah. Those Towels, let's go. <laughs> and those absolute classics date back to the 17th century, apparently from Borsa in Turkey. And finally, wait, 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 wait. Towels weren't invented until the 17th century? Uh, yes. Like AD or BC? Wait, we're talking BC. No, AD. AD? Yeah. People just existed with towels instead. <laughs> what did they use? Did they just were they just wet? I don't know. Air dry. Wave your hands uh, in the air. I don't know. That's awesome. I bet they were naked a lot more often for like a lot more of their lives than they were now. Maybe maybe towels are a bad thing. Abolish towels. <laughs> This went in a direction that I didn't expect it to. <laughs> uh, question five. On May 26th, 1993, Carlos Martinez hit a home run that bounced off of Jose Canseco's what? A, back, B, glove, or C, head? Really funny if it was C. That is a tempting answer. But if I'm like trying to like visualize that. I feel like it's a glove, like you put the glove out and it like bounces, but would it bounce that high enough to get over the wall? Mm. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with glove. It was actually head. No! God damn it. Oh, wait, the, can I swear on this show? Is that allowed? Well, is that I, against the tea time etiquette? It, it is a little bit against the tea time etiquette, and I did ask you not to curse. Um, you did? Yeah, oh, it's sorry. in the... Did you read the contestant info sheet that I sent you and, and said, please read? Mm. Hey man, I've been finishing school. I've had a lot of my play. Okay. All right. My apologies, tea time etiquette, and all all the 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 wonderful tea time people who are listening to this over the real tea and have um, you know, a a respect for the the rules of play. So, 
I, I, I offer my sincere apologies. Well, apology accepted. Thank you. Anyway, this home run, uh, the play-by-play commentator at the time said, quote, Jose, you've hit a lot of home runs. You've hit a lot of great things, but that shot will live forever. You'll be remembered for that forever. And I would recommend everybody go, j- just look up Jose Canseco head and you'll find it. It's, it's quite funny. He was okay, by the way. He was okay. All righty, Jasper, are you ready? I feel unprepared and as energized as ever. <laughs> All righty. Question one. Which of the following areas is not a borough of New York City? A, Manhattan, B, Westchester, or C, the Bronx? Westchester. That's correct. Question two. Which of the following states' governor is a member of the Democratic Party? A, New Jersey, B, Massachusetts, or C, Maryland? Surprisingly, New Jersey. No, yes. wait, wait. Yes. No, wait. I'm sorry. I blanked. It is New Jersey, though. <laughs> yes, that's, that's correct. Uh, the current governor is Phil Murphy. Massachusetts is Charlie Baker, and Maryland's is Larry Hogan, and they are both serving as uh, from the Republican... They are both governors member, who are members of the Republican Party. <laughs> yeah we're all getting we're all getting flustered over phrase indiscretion yeah it's it's getting late you know i haven't had my snack so question three which of these teams did not originate in the twin cities of minnesota oh god a the dallas stars b the los angeles lakers or c the minnesota twins wouldn't it be funny if it were the twins well it's obviously not the twins um, okay, it was the Stars, the Lakers. Um, it makes sense that the Lakers would be from Minnesota, so let's say the Stars. It was actually the Twins. What? The, yeah. The <laughs> Twins were originally uh, the Washington Senators. They were formed in 1901 and moved to Minnesota in 1961 and changed their name to the Twins. Oh. I guess you don't have to keep your name if you move, huh? Yeah, yeah. And the Stars began as the Minnesota North Stars, in the 1967 expansion where the Penguins also came into the league. And then they moved to Dallas in 1993. The Los Angeles Lakers were originally the Minneapolis Lakers starting there in 1947 before moving to Southern California in 1960. Question four, what dip used to be known as California dip when it was promoted by Lipton? A, French onion dip, B, blue cheese dressing, or C, comeback sauce? I have absolutely no way of going about this. Um, French onion, blue cheese, comeback sauce. Do I get to know what comeback sauce is? Sure, but I'm actually not sure what it is. Let me look it up. (laughs) Dipping sauce for fried foods or as salad dressing in the cuisine of central Mississippi. Similar to Louisiana remoulade, the base of the sauce consists of mayonnaise and chili sauce. So it's probably pretty good. Um, the origin has been credited to the Rotisserie, a Greek restaurant that was located in Jackson, Mississippi. All right. Well, that does sound great, but I'm going to rule it out, seeing as how it's from the Deep South. <laughs> I probably oh. just gave you the answer because I just told you where it was from. So good job out of me. Yeah, I think I'll say blue cheese. It was actually French onion. Um. Lipton promoted the dip because the original recipe utilized instant onion soup, which the company made at the time. And apparently comeback sauce is from Mississippi. I don't know where blue cheese dressing is, but anyway. Finally, question five. Czech composer Antonin Dvorak 
was noted to have been obsessed with what? A. Stamps B. Golf or C. Trains I would love for it to be either stamps or trains. Um, you know, just for, for goodwill, let's say trains. <laughs> That's correct. He apparently yes. would Great go... Great job, Dvorak. <laughs> yeah, he, he apparently would go like sit on hills and watch trains go by in his native Czech Republic. And he would take notes of the number of each express train that went from Prague to Vienna. And then when he went to New York in 1901, I think something like that, he would go to uh, Grand Central Station and watch the trains. I love that. You know, I think there's a proud history of composers fascinating over trains, and I am, I'm truly working to keep it alive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, be the next Dvorak in, in many <laughs> different ways. I'm working towards it every day. <laughs> uh, all righty, well, that's the end of round one. Carter, can you please give us a score update? It is a straight tie. Both contestants have 30 points. It's time for our weekly audience question. Last week, we had a question about a hockey player. What San Jose Shark recently passed Gordie Howe to become first all-time in games played in NHL history? And the answer is Patrick Marlowe. He's played 1,779 games to Howe's 1,767 games. Patrick Marlowe started playing in 1997, which I will point out was before I was born. For this week, we'll stick in the realm of sports. Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship this past weekend, giving him his sixth major title overall. And so Phil Mickelson won his first major in 2004. What tournament did he win? So have a think, send me your answers, and we'll announce the correct answer next week. Well, now it is time for round two. So Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes. In round two, each of you will get five questions on the same topic, but now they're open-ended. To compensate for that, they're also worth more points. So now if you get this question right, you'll earn 20 points, but your opponent can answer for half that many points. So 10. All righty. Frey, actually, both of you are going to get questions about people who were born on May 26th, which is the date that this podcast will be released. Frey, your person is Sally Ride, who was born May 26th, 1951. Frey, are you ready? Not for Sally Ride, but let's go. Okay. Question one. Sally Ride made history in 1983 as the first American woman in where? Let's go with space. That's correct aboard mission STS-7. She was the third woman in space after Soviet cosmonauts Valentina Tereshkova in 1963 and Svetlana Savitstaka in 1982. Going with that. She was also the first LGBTQ person in space. Her 27-year relationship with tennis player Tam O'Shaughnessy was revealed after her death in uh, 2012. Question two. Before taking classes at UCLA and later graduating from Stanford, Ride started her collegiate career at what Philadelphia-area liberal arts institution? Bryn Mawr College. No. Jasper? Could it be Swarthmore? Swarthmore. Yes. Some call it the Pomona of Philadelphia or something like that. She attended Swarthmore for three semesters and, as a true liberal arts student, graduated with degrees in English and physics. Question three. As an astronaut, 
she went to space twice aboard what reusable spacecrafts, which NASA employed for over 30 years? I'm going to go with a space shuttle on this one. That's correct. Question four. Ride served on the Rogers Commission, which investigated the breakup of what space shuttle on January 28th, 1986? 1986. The breakup of which space shuttle? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if these are, they get their names like missions do, or if they're reused on missions. I bet they are. Um, this is going to be wrong, but let's go with Apollo 11. No. Jasper? <laughs> the famous Apollo 11 disaster. Um, <laughs> was this Challenger? This is Challenger. Ah, Challenger. Yeah. Dang it. And actually, both of Sally Ride's space flights were on board Challenger. And uh, she was also on the Columbia Accident Investigation Board following that shuttle's disaster 17 years later. And finally, question five. In 1989, Ride became a physics professor at what southernmost University of California campus? Hmm. Is there a UC in San Diego or not? I don't, can't say I've heard of it, so I'm going with UC Irvine. Jasper? I think there is a UC San Diego. <laughs> God damn it. It's UCSD. Oh, my, my mouth, my mouth. <laughs> Give me the soap. I, I think we'll just start putting like like the little beep noise that the, you hear on TV. I think All we'll right, just start right, using I'll just that. like stuff this like squeezable <laughs> lemon in my mouth. <laughs> my yeah, favorite that works too. That works too. The podcast format is that like, <laughs> you can just be like, I'm going to stuff this like, uh, large brown elephant stuffed animal into my mouth, and but you actually do have a squeezable lemon. I do have a squeezable lemon, yeah. yeah. So or is it an you... elephant? We don't. Well, I mean, we can see on our Zoom, but yeah, the people listening can't see. I think I was thrown off by University of San Diego because I knew yeah. there was a USD. and there's an SDSU. There's yeah. a lot of San Diego. Yeah, there's huh. San Diego State University and the University of San Diego, and University of California at San Diego. They must be like really proud of their city. Well, it's a big city. There's a lot, a lot going a on there. City. Sally Ride spent nearly two decades teaching at UCSD and founded Sally Ride Science, a program to encourage equity and inclusion in STEM fields for all students, especially girls. All righty, Jasper, your person is Helena Bonham Carter, who was born May 26th, <laughs> 1966. Are you ready? Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> Question one. She frequently collaborated with her former partner, director Tim Burton, including playing Mrs. Bucket in what 2005 film starring Johnny Depp? Oh, is that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Well, the film Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yes. Yes, that's, that's correct. Yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was the 1971 film version. But yes, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to you. And Johnny Depp was, of course, the titular... No, actually, well, he's not the titular character. He was Willy Wonka. <laughs> I knew that. Anyway, moving on. Question two. Another collaboration with Tim Burton saw Bonham Carter as Mrs. Lovett, who makes pies with the help of what titular barber, also played by Johnny Depp? Oh, Sweeney Todd? Yes. Question three. Helena Bonham Carter appeared in the final four films of the Harry Potter franchise as what Death Eater and cousin of Sirius Black? Oh gosh, I'm sure Frey's gonna get this. I I remember, is it? 
this name is just coming to me, so I have no idea if it's right, but is it Beatrix Lestrange? Or is that someone else? That's, you know, I, I think that's close enough. It's Bellatrix. I, oh, Bellatrix. I don't know. I mean, that's... I'm I'm quite glad you got that because I, I actually could not think of it for the life of me. So, <laughs> Yeah, Bellatrix Lestrange. She was in uh, Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, and then Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2. The L's were silent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and there's an argument to be made for that, certainly. Question four. Before playing Princess Margaret in The Crown, Helena Bonham Carter played Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother in what 2010 film for which she was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress? Oh, gosh. Um, I only have one guess, and it's The King's Speech. That's correct. Hey. Yes. And finally, question five. In 2015, she appeared in what Disney live-action remake? Sadly, her character's signature song, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, doesn't appear until the end credits. Gosh, I'm not up on my live-action remakes. Um, I don't know, is it like Mary Poppins? No. Frey? Oh gosh, all the Disney people are screaming. Are yeah, honestly, it's embarrassing. Is this Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo? Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. Um, would this be like Cinderella? It is Cinderella. Oh, oh thank she goodness. Was, she was the fairy godmother. Yeah, and she sings Big Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. And that one, interestingly enough, was directed by Kenneth Branagh, also mm. one of her former partners. All righty, well, that's the end of round two. Carter. I got smoked. Carter, can you please give us a score update? Yeah, Jasper's running away with it with 140 points and Frey at 80. Ooh. Still plenty of time Comeback to catch up. Time. Yeah. You see, I'm just I'm developing that underdog advantage. I didn't start with it, but That's I'm crucial. Get in there. Yeah, yeah. let him. Let him... Frey, don't be deceived. Frey is I'm actually... ratcheting, <laughs> ratcheting up the tension. He's prepared to zoom forward owing to the dramatic nature of trivia podcast. Yeah, you gotta you gotta throw your competitor a bone to keep He's him an interested. Major. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how the story goes. Make a major comeback. <laughs> Alrighty, it's time for round three. Carter, can you please explain the rules? Well, round three is a lot like round two, but now the stakes are a little bit higher. Each question is worth 30 points, and if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. Alrighty. Frey, are you ready? I am so ready. Let's go. Comeback time. Question one. What interstate highway is located entirely within the state of Wisconsin? though its southern terminus in Beloit is only two and a half miles from the border with Illinois. What? There's an interstate that ends in Beloit that's like <laughs> entirely in Wisconsin? Yep. What is, what? God, this is too close to my home for me not to know this, but I, I like have no idea. Um, want to just give me a number? I do want to give you a number. I'm going to give you 79. No, 79. Runs from Erie, Pennsylvania to Charleston, West Virginia. Obviously. <laughs> Obvious. Jasper? Um, 84? No. 84 runs from uh, the Massachusetts Turnpike in like Sturbridge, somewhere in there, Massachusetts, to Scranton, Pennsylvania. This is I-43. Oh, that's so interesting. That like does not ring a bell, and I'm sure I've like, like I've heard of 43. I'm driven on the part that like inters it it like shares. It's part of like I-92, right? 
Um, it's it it's it doesn't run concurrent with ninety, but it it ends at I ninety uh-huh. and and thirty nine there, and it goes from there to Milwaukee. Oh. Yeah, it goes okay. to Milwaukee and then up up to Green Bay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Running for a total of one hundred and ninety one miles. So I probably take it when I go to Milwaukee then. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Question two. Marissa Tomei earned the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in 1993 for playing what character who shares a name with a world-famous painting in My Cousin Vinny? Mona Lisa. I have no idea. That's correct. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Yes! Mona Mona Lisa... Even if I had read the rules beforehand, I would have been hopeless. I'm like... (laughs) You know, this is good practice, though. I'm going to be a camp counselor, and I really can't do this. <laughs> this is this is an important morning for you. This yeah. is a really important afternoon. Yeah, we're we're just you know we're we're training you. We're we're trying to help you really in your. Yeah, this is an I intervention. Need to, I need to, <laughs> yeah, I really need to like uh, mellow my celebrations. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mona Lisa mm. Vito. Mona Lisa Vito is her name. And uh, it's a kind of a, a courtroom comedy, and lawyers have praised the accuracy of courtroom procedure and trial strategy depicted in the film. Interesting. It's, it's really funny, by the way. It's, I, really? Yeah. That's that's surprising considering the praise it, it has gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great courtroom procedure. <laughs> Nothing's funnier than. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, they make it work. Yeah. Nothing is funnier than the accurate execution of the law. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. In 1968, a group of doctors at the Hospital for Special Surgery performed the first ever total replacement surgery of what large body joint? 1968, you say? Yep. Hip? No. Jasper? Knee? It's the knee. Yeah. They would later patent the synthetic joint in 1974. Question four. Restaurants in the cities of Warwick, Drummondville, and Princeville have competing claims for being the origin of what Quebecois dish that would later be featured on menus across Canada. Poutine. Correct. It's little, it's like fries with stuff on them. It's very, very good. Gravy. Nice. Gravian. Does it have mushrooms usually? Uh, Is is that just if it's a mushroom gravy? You can probably get mushrooms on it. I know they put like little uh, like green onions. Oh yeah. Question five. Lapsong Souchong is a black tea from the Fujian province of China known for its what flavor owing to it being dried over a pine wood fire. It's umami flavor. No. <laughs> I think umami. you overthought it, Jasper. I don't know what, what could I mean, it be? I mean like smoky? Yes, smoky flavor. Oh my God. As I said, pine wood <laughs> dried over a pine wood fire. You're just like dating that. Yeah. Like well, I would, I, mean, I would that, expect that more the, for the, the, the question from the third round. Well, sometimes it is that simple. I mean, but, some, but that's also what makes it tough. That's that's true. I I do feel like I've been sort of set up with the bursa towels question. <laughs> there was like that's true. No. That's true. You made me think this was this was harder than it was. All righty, Jasper, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Question one. 
What interstate highway serves as a major thoroughfare across the state of Illinois, connecting Chicago and St. Louis, before continuing south all the way to near New Orleans? Uh, this is going to be embarrassing when I get this wrong. Um, I don't know. Um, just 90? <laughs> no. Frey? I-35? No. This is I-55. Oh, that's hmm. definitely a thing. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Though, if you were driving from Chicago to New Orleans, it would be slightly more direct to, to take I-57 and then transition to I-55 when the freeways meet in southern Missouri. Well, thank so. you, Matthew. I will, I will think of that next time I'm driving from Chicago to New Orleans. Directly to New Orleans. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm, I'm always here to give people driving directions. Mm. To, our, to our faithful listeners, I am not from Chicago and probably will never make that trip. <laughs> but if you did, but if you did, you know how to get there now. That's true. This is going to save your life one day. Yeah. I can look back on this episode and be like, oh my gosh, what's the most direct way to get from Chicago to New Orleans when I finally take that trip? Even if I can't remember it, but I probably will because, you know, one never forgets something that Matthew Cook tells them, especially about highways. One should never forget something that I tell them because everything I say is useful. That is 100% fact. Question two. In 1945, Miles Davis replaced whom in Charlie Parker's band? Um, see, it would be funny if it, would, if it was Charlie Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie did get kicked out of stuff. Um, who was on the outs with Miles? Um, Coltrane? No. Frey? I'm going to go and pass on this one. I don't know enough about jazz. Okay. Dizzy Gillespie. Gillespie left because he wanted to play with a small combo. Mm. Miles Davis was just 19 at the time. Wow. Yeah. Question three. Villa Hermosa is the capital and largest city of what Mexican state that lends its name to a pepper commonly used in condiments? Um... Commonly used in condiments. I'm thinking through all the peppers I know. <laughs> but I don't want to say them out loud. <laughs> um, Poblano? No. Frey? Yeah, this is a weird one. Um, I don't know my Mexican states. Is Serrano a state? No. I didn't realize... My, my brother wrote this question. I didn't realize that it was a pepper. Because I've only heard of the sauce, but the answer is... No, you're going to say Cholula. Is there the Cholula? No. Is Cholula a state? No. I thought Cholula is a place in Mexico, I thought. I think it's like... I'm pretty sure the state is called Coahuila. Is that what you're thinking of? Are you thinking of Chihuahua? Because that's also a state. definitely not thinking of Chihuahua. What are you thinking of? I thought Cholula was like a place. I don't think that's a thing. I thought I saw it on a map. And I was like, what? Cholula? That's my favorite sauce. <laughs> oh no, you're right. You're right. Cholula is a place. Oh. I, we stand. It's in the state of Puebla, which is not is far from Mexico pepper? City. What is this mysterious state we're uh, we're all asking about? Okay. Well, the state is called Tabasco. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Tabasco sauce produced in Louisiana is named for the peppers, which is the primary ingredient. I didn't realize it was pepper. I just love the sauce. So now you know. Question four. In 2008, a pair of German instrument makers introduced the contraforte 
a redesigned virgin, version of what large woodwind instrument? Um, I mean, I feel like the obvious guess is bassoon. Can you be a little bit more specific? I mean, okay. is it a, a contrabassoon? Contrabassoon, yes. The heckle design of the contrabassoon has long been marred by various technical and auditory issues, which the contraforte hoped to fix. My brother wrote that question too. He, like... he writes all the questions about marching band instruments that I have no idea. Oh, about. is there contrabassoon in marching band now? <laughs> well, my, my brother, you have to understand about Mason Cook. Mason loves to write for instruments that theoretically exist, but <laughs> but no orchestra actually has. Yeah. The bass, saxophone, etc. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure my brother's written a concerto for that instrument. Double bass <laughs> flute, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he has a big imagination. <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's it's quite charming. Question 5. The city of Yixing near Shanghai is known around the world for their teapots made of what earthy material? Um, terracotta? No. Frey? What could it be? If it's, um, terracotta was my first guess, too. Um, I guess I would go with clay. It's clay. <laughs> wow. And I'm just making nice. sure... And I'm just making sure that... Uh, terracotta is its own thing, right? Pretty sure. I wouldn't know. Okay, so apparently terracotta is clay-based earthenware. Fair <laughs> enough. So... But it's not terracotta. I think they're. I think that's too specific. I think it's just clay. That's my official ruling. <laughs> Carter, do you have an opinion? I'm seeing that terracotta is like fired clay, like clay that has been made into an object. That's a, I think that's a deep cut. <laughs> anybody? There think? are enough like internet questions asking, are they different? That I think like they're somewhat different. Okay, I believe they're different. Yeah. That's what we're going to go with. They're different. So, so Frey's going to get the points for that. And these teapots made of clay are especially suited for pu'er, black and oolong teas because of the way that the clay retains heat. Well, that's the end of round three. Carter, can you please give us a score update? Uh, Jasper's at 200 points and Frey is at 155. Ooh, catching up. Yeah. Still anybody's the game. drama continues. <laughs> all righty it's time for our final round and then at the end of this round we'll see who gets to move on to the semi-finals okay. so carter can you please tell us the rules for round four round four is our showdown where each question is worth a whopping 40 points we're going to ask you to write down your answers to these questions and we'll reveal them jasper frey are you ready i am let's go let's do question it. one in 2001, what city's airport became the first in the United Kingdom to be named for a person? It's a person you've all heard of. Now I'm thinking of people I've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> but the answer is the city, not the The answer airport. is the city. Yeah, the answer is the city. Okay, Frey, what is your answer? Liverpool. Jasper? I'm guessing Manchester. It's Liverpool. Oh. Ooh, lucky me. Do you do you know who it's named after? Um, let's it, go with Paul McCartney. It yeah, it's it's John Lennon. Oh, ah, so, nice. yes. I should have known. Oh, yeah. he got an airport. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be thrilled. Question two: Sweet Georgia Brown is the theme song for what world famous exhibition basketball team? 
Okay, Frey, what is your answer? Um, I'm going to go with Globetrotters. Jasper? Yeah, also the Harlem Globetrotters. That's correct. It's played during their famous magic circle where players are introduced and perform ball handling tricks. And I will add parenthetically, they're really cool to watch. I think I went and saw them in 2000, gosh, six, something like that. They came to George Mason University and they were really cool. And finally, question three. Anglican minister, Reverend Wilbert Veer Audrey created what English anthropomorphic children's story character in 1942 to entertain his son Christopher during a bout with measles. Frey, what is your answer? Winnie the Pooh. Jasper? Caillou. <laughs> I think Caillou is, is a Quebec uh, that, character. That makes sense. This is Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. I'm so devastated. <laughs> I don't know if it's fair to call Thomas anthropomorphic. He has a face, but he is a train. He is a train. <laughs> yeah. He's a train. He's a train that feels and thinks. That is true. Is. Audrey's wife encouraged him to publish the stories and in 1945 he released the first book, Three Way Three Railway Engines, that featured stories about trains Edward, Henry, and Gordon. Thomas makes his first appearance in 1946 in Thomas the Tank Engine, his self-titled debut novel. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, can you please give us the final score? Um, wow. So, Frey has 235 points, and Jasper has 240 points. Oh! Wow. oh. Truly a nail-biter. Fantastic yeah. match. Well, Jasper, congratulations. You are moving on to these semifinals. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Yeah, um, I just want to say that although Frey was the underdog, um, I was the overdog, and sometimes that counts too. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were the underdog, Jasper. You I think... literally started as the underdog. Oh, right, we had a whole conversation. <laughs> We had a whole conversation about this. Like, Although Frey, can I do that over? Mm -hmm. Although Frey wanted us to believe he was the underdog, <laughs> sometimes the real underdog is the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be talking about this one for years. All you right. Could write a, you could write a senior thesis trying to untangle this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jasper, I'd like to congratulate you on your win and, you know, wish you the best in representing the midwest thank you yeah i will be carrying your spirit on and that of the harlem group globetrotters and thomas the tank engine <laughs> our hero well that's our show for this week folks thank you to frey and jasper for being on the show today as well as carter zanke for being our scorekeeper and mason cook for composing the music and contributing some questions and thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we have our next quarterfinal with two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.